slash and cast. Fiends to Hand with Scare presented by the Slash and Cast Podcast Network. I'm your host, T, and uh, our show discusses horror movies and the phobias they emphasize. But of course, it's the holiday season. It is a December to December, and we are taking a look at some of the new holiday horror movies that we have out there. And uh, this week, we have a theatrical release that we'll be talking about. Uh, this one is more... Uh, I would say action comedy. You know, this is kind of like a Bad Santa meets Die Hard. We got some Home Alone homages as well in Violent Night, which was uh, an absolute riot. Um, I really don't have too many complaints about this movie because I just had so much damn fun. And I know next week, too. Next week, we have another really fun slasher that just came out on Shudder. Uh, so next week, we're doing Christmas, bloody Christmas. Uh, so a lot of good stuff happening in a short span for the holiday season. And of course, with me here tonight to uh, discuss the movie, are my co-hosts, Holly and John. Guys, how are you doing? Today? We're doing good. And yeah, same consensus. We're we're on board. We really, really liked Violent Night. And we're really, and I'm already a huge fan of uh, a Christmas, bloody Christmas, but John hasn't watched it yet. So yeah, yeah. let's... Uh, Let's not spoil it for him. <laughs> and uh, I think John just realized that I may or may not be a little sick right now. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to laugh with my hands on my face. Mm-hmm. I can get a mask if you like. And I roll a toilet paper to help with my runny nose. Yeah, it's, uh, it's that time of the year. It's going around. I was out last week. Now uh, Holly's got it. You know, it's just, you know, I, I infected you through the power of that's the That's what I keep telling that's, that's basically what it was, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's so funny that you mentioned uh, that uh, Violent Night uh, had all these different elements of these different action movies. We were watching it together, and uh, Joey was watching it too. And he was, well, then he was like, oh, so it's like all the diehards. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which I thought was freaking mm-hmm. hilarious. Yeah. I guess some diehard too as well in there. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, great movie. Yeah, a lot of fun, and uh, I you said that you uploaded last week's episode already. I know that was a little delayed, so apologies to everybody. That was that's on me. <laughs> but um, it's I think it was really great that we managed to put it up there because now we can reference ourselves from last week. Mm-hmm. So the the reason I keep saying that is because we um, we weren't big fans of the Killing Tree, mm-hmm. and and we went up we went like on this huge rant about how like. <laughs> Like, all the different things that they did wrong and how they should have done it right, such as all the murder right. scenes. And what was really mm-hmm. hilarious was that this movie delivered on everything we asked for, ev- absolutely everything we requested, down mm-hmm. to the sharpened candy cane and an eye socket. It delivered on everything. So we were, I, I was giddy. I was really, I had a lot mm-hmm. of fun. Now, I will say, when I edited the the episode, I was not really listening, because I was editing in, like, two and a half time speed um so 
I'll just give my, my general consensus of the Keelan tree uh, really quick before we dive into Violent Night. One, um, obviously, it's a 2B original. Uh, it's a B movie. Um, I was disappointed in the fact that uh, we had all these beautiful people in the movie, but didn't deliver in the 3Bs. So automatically, from, from the get-go, my gut reaction was, I'm deducting points off the score for that primarily. But the other the other part that I was having a really hard time uh, digesting was the fact that there were basically two trees in this movie. You had the very obvious man in the tree suit, <laughs> and then you basically had like this kaiju tree. Yeah. Where, you know, they kind of, like, went on this repetitive thing with the kills where they're like, oh, I'm just going to extend my evergreen branches, essentially, and just, like, jab at them. I thought that was really bizarre mm-hmm. way about going about it. But that being said, I really enjoyed the Christmas elements that they brought yeah. with some of the kills. That was definitely fun. Um, But I was laughing so fucking hard at the angelic tree oh, <laughs> towards the final no act sense. of the movie. No fucking Because <laughs> we, we had this running joke when we were watching it on uh, on Twisted Tuesday um, that, well, you know what this tree, you know what this uh, murderous tree needs? You know, just a hot lady tree friend. And then sure enough, the, the chick's mom <laughs> comes back to life. As an angelic Christmas tree to fight the evil tree, and uh, kind of just ends abruptly. Yeah, I mean, it's it was kind of insane how there was no logical connection between her parents coming back as a tree as well. Like that was <laughs> right. there was lore within the movie that they didn't fucking follow. Yeah. yeah, where they have. Yeah, so I, I I will say like we we had fun watching it on Tuesday. Um, but I don't necessarily think it's going to be one that I'm going to revisit. No. But, you know, it's just kind of like a one-time watch. I think there was enough there on, on the bones to, you know, dive into. But, uh, you know, could have been done better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was the, the big complaint is there were a couple of Christmas-themed kills in that movie. But not enough. But not enough. It was too much of kind mm-hmm. of CGI imitating... Too. It was almost like imitating Groot from uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, where it could do the tree tentacles. Yeah, and then he would just kind of rip people in half, and that. And so, as as Holly was saying, we we're talking about how much it was sort of like you could do Christmas themed kills and not they don't have to be elaborate or expensive. It, the fact that the movie's low budget shouldn't have stopped them from yeah. doing more Christmas themed kills. And then this movie um, that we're reviewing today did did the ones that yeah we were like you know there should be a, a ornaments thing where you have to walk on broken ornaments yeah. and you know there should be candy canes being jammed in people's eye sockets and you know it should be Christmas themed yeah. So, but this movie did. It was a fight of manger. That was yeah. amazing. <laughs> yeah, that's right. The movie. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. So, 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 Violent Night, the new release, um, absolute blast. This movie is festive as fuck. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like an annual ritual watching this movie. 
Yes, this is definitely going to be one that, um, you know, the word of mouth for the movie has been pretty good. Like, I think it only dropped like 40% uh, in its second week. Of course, maybe this week that's going to change a little bit with the release of Avatar The Way of Water, uh, which comes out on Friday. But that's going to make its money. But uh, this movie is definitely one that I could see reaching that cult status fairly like In season, you know? Mm-hmm. So, uh, the opening for this movie, I was absolutely dying. Yes. You know, we we meet our 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 Santa Claus. I honestly completely forgot like that he was the legitimate Santa. <laughs> like when the movie started, I was like, wait a minute, oh shit, he actually is. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, Santa's just you know pulling like pouring some back in in, in a dive bar, and uh, you know, he there's a mall Santa. Uh, there as well and uh, you know Santa Claus is a little bit down on life in general because of a holiday because all of these kids these days all they're doing is just consuming you know they open up a gift they can't like that really small dopamine hit but then it's immediately forgotten about you know and it's on to the next thing you know they just want more and more and he's just he's had enough where he's at the point where uh, it's almost a breaking point for Santa Claus, where this could be the final year. Uh, and, you know, the, the mall Santa picks up his tab, uh, and, you know, Santa goes about his business. And, of course, to do that, he needs to get back on his sled. And sure enough, it's parked up on the roof of the bar. So the barkeep is like, wait a minute, that's the roof. Like, <laughs> you know, I'm going to be liable if you fall off. Uh, and sure enough, it's the actual Santa Claus. We see the sled taken off, but, uh, you know, Santa's had a few too many. <laughs> and so we just opened with just straight vomit shot on the bar key as yeah. the, the opening <laughs> credits. She's filled with hit. wonder at the realization that Santa Claus is real and she was just drinking with him and then he throws up on her. <laughs> yep. So yeah, that was a great opening. I loved it. And at first, because I didn't know anything about it going into it, I thought it was going to be, um, uh, I, I assumed it was going to be the Santa was evil and that he would be the murderer. Mm. Uh, but, you know, and then it, at the very beginning, it feels, you know, you kind of assume he's a fake Santa, of course, at, yeah, at like first in the regular Santas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh. But it became quickly apparent, even in that scene, that he was going to be the good guy and not be the bad guy. But we kind of actually thought, at first I was like, oh, this is like the beginning of the um, ki- the killing tree. Because the killers in that movie, they were very much like, oh, Christmas has become too commercial. commercial. Yeah, and, too, and that was their motive for ki- wanting to murder people. And so I thought they were going to do that with this one, but I was, re- I was really happy to find out that it was the real Santa and that he would be the hero of the movie. And then for a second, I thought, oh, it's going to be a mall Santa that saves the day, and then it was real Santa, which was a real treat. Mm-hmm. I was real excited from the get go. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, and it, it's worth noting right off the bat, this movie does have a lot of Christmas movie tropes. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> just in general you know it's always about uh believing in santa uh you know because there there is one point where 
uh, the dad of the little girl, uh, basically just outright tells her that there is no Santa Claus after he gives her, uh, you know, a little walkie-talkie, which he says is a direct line to Santa. Uh, so, you know, the little girl's, like, talking to uh, to no one, basically. Uh, but, of course, all she really wants is for her mom and dad to get back together because, you know, they fall in on a little bit of hard times. Uh, but so much of the movie just boils down to, uh, well, one, Santa's coming to the rescue, and then everyone starts believing him again. And, of course, you know, you have that really tragic moment uh, towards the third act where, you know, things don't necessarily pan out all that well for old St. Nick. Uh, but thanks to the power of tears and, you know, believing in Santa again, he magically comes back to life. But Christmas magic is a major part of the plot in this movie. And I love the running gag of Santa Claus not knowing how any of it actually works. <laughs> yeah. You know, because it, it just, it, it adds to just the mystery behind it. Mm-hmm. Like, we, uh, when we see him early, because he's disillusioned, and right. we see him early on when he's visits that house and there's the drunk dad and the little girl and he steals the dad's beers <laughs> when he uh, uh, visits the house. Or like he takes a drink of the milk he's like, oh, skim. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's just annoyed by everything. <laughs> Which is, the, the great thing about this movie too is that it's, uh, it's a real Christmas movie because that's a theme in other popular Christmas movies where people, the kids don't really believe uh-huh. in Santa anymore. And so like Miracle on 34th Street is right. about that basically where the kids don't believe in him and it's become too commercial. And so he, the power of like children believing in him again brings him back. Tinkerbell. Yeah, yeah kind of Tinkerbell, exactly. But, uh, yeah, the disillusioned drunk Santa, which also, you know, makes you think of bad Santa, of course, mm-hmm. with uh, Billy Bob Thornton. Sure, yeah. And it was really <laughs> nice to see that guy from uh, Stranger Things. I like that, mm-hmm. dude. He did a really good job. That's pretty much perfect casting, having him. That's the, the person you want. And I really like that uh, at some point in the, in the story where he takes off his shirt, he does have a, a bowl full of belly for a belly. <laughs> <laughs> or for, what's, wait, I'm sorry, what's the expression? A bowl full of jelly for a belly. There we go. <laughs> yeah, he's not. I was like, yeah, anything. I was pretty, I was, I was actually really happy that it make him like above Santa, like a, like a, um, shoot, like Chronicles of Santa. What's his face? Chronicles of Santa? Yeah. I don't know if I've seen it. It's, uh, I can't believe I can't remember his name. He's married to Goldie Hawn. Oh, uh, um, Kurt Douglas. Yes. Or not Kurt Douglas, Kurt. Is it Kurt Douglas? Russell. Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell. It's Kurt Russell. Yeah. His Santa Long story short. Yeah, his Santa movie. It's, he's a really handsome Santa. But, (laughs) but no, I was really happy that, you know, they kind of, I don't know. They got a good Santa and I, I was really happy with that. And I thought for sure when he gave the kid the uh, walkie-talkie that he would pretend to be Santa, but he didn't even... Yeah, that was weird. I was like, why the fuck would you do that? That seemed like <laughs> the entire point of the gift was yeah. to be like, oh, now yeah. we'll pretend. Exactly. Although I guess, you know, it's not too big of a loop. It's not too big of a plot hole. It's just a no, little, no, it's just but, a tiny little plot hole. But, uh, 
Well, yeah, like, he didn't really have any intention to, like, do that. I mean, it was primarily so they could, like, eavesdrop on the daughter to see, like, what, what she wanted. Because you have that really heartfelt moment where she confesses, like, oh, well, I don't really want anything other than my parents to get back together. Because they've been, they've been fighting, not really seeing eye to eye. And so much of it has to deal with uh, the, the dad's family because he was born rich. And everything just takes place at, like, this really, like, huge mansion in, like, I think they're in, like, Connecticut. Mm-hmm. Um, and, of course, the the Gertrudes are just filthy rich. They have servants. They have a ton of maids. They have security guards. There, There is a whole operation going on. But little uh, does she know that uh, there's an inside job happening. During the holidays, well, they and, D'Angelo now. <laughs> <laughs> and what's what's great about this is all of them have their code names for one another that are in on this job, and of course, it ties directly into the holiday as well. And of course, they make it a point to sound off. And of course, you know, one of them has mentioned like, "Do we actually use these names?" Yes, that's why it's a code name. Like, you need to stick to it. Otherwise, it's just not going to work. Uh, but I, I love the fact that, you know, it just wasn't a small operation. They had people from, uh, basically, from the top down. Because, uh, you, you know, even some of the family members were trying to go into business for themselves. Uh, now, granted, the father's reasons were a little bit different compared to the other people who were trying to take the money uh, but there's basically like it was like 200, 300 million that was supposed to be in the vault. The bad guys are coming in to take all of it and get the fuck out. Uh, but there's this failsafe that this family has, uh, which comes into play later on. Uh, but basically, so much of it just boils down to Santa trying to protect the little girl in this movie because uh, you know she still believes she's on the nice list. And he's just going to take out all the naughty, uh, you know, intruders one by one in a fantastic fashion on top of that. Yeah, that was pretty fabulous. I was, uh, <laughs> I was just going to chime in to say that. And at the beginning, we get from the little girl uh, that she watched uh, Home Alone. Oh, yeah. Which, which, of course, comes into play later. Which is a Christmas movie uh, as well. Um, and comes into play, of course, yeah. And um, we get Beverly D'Angelo as the mom. Yeah, we had to look it up because she looked a little different. But yeah. it's still Beverly D'Angelo. And we love Beverly D'Angelo. From vacation fame. And that really inappropriate shirt she wore at the Christmas family vacation movie. The Christmas vacation dinner movie. Yeah, yeah. The Christmas vacation movie dinner scene. <laughs> Which another Christmas movie connection? Because of course the vacation, the Christmas vacation with that's uh, right. So another Christmas vac- movie, and then also John Leguizamo, who's like awesome, mm-hmm. is the bat main bad guy that we that's introduced. And is there anybody else we recognize uh, the actor from the boys? That was the dad, the guy who's yeah. the Invisible Man. The guy, yeah, because uh, we. I, I, it was torturing me, the dad, because he looked really familiar. I still can't remember his name. We looked up his name, but we can't yeah. remember it. And he's from other stuff. He's kind of an upcoming mm-hmm. actor. He's been in some stuff. He's got soulful eyes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and I think, I, I, 
I bet if we checked, John Leguizamo has probably been in a Christmas movie. It feels like everything is like connected to Christmas movies. Maybe. This. But uh, didn't he play surprised. like an elf in a movie or something, probably? Mm. I feel like he is so much better now than when he started. That makes sense. Of, you know, over the years, honing your craft. Mm -hmm. But he, when he started, he was like the annoying, wacky comedian guy who was like really like, like super loud and obnoxious yeah. and like crazy. Like he was also in uh, Die Hard too. He's oh. in Die Hard too. John Leguizamo is. What does he play in that? Is he a smaller role? He, he plays. Um, yeah, it's a smaller role. He plays Burke in that one. No, I'm, I'm scrolling through his uh, filmography. I'm trying to see if he's done any Christmas stuff. Christmas stuff. Because everyone's connected. Because also, of course, there's the huge debate over whether Die Hard is a Christmas. movie. It's a Christmas movie. My take is that it's not a Christmas movie. It's Whatever a movie that takes place during Christmas. The every movie that. But it's you not... can't have a Christmas movie that doesn't take place over Christmas. Yeah, but cr to me, Christmas movies are where Christmas is like the main theme of the movie. Okay. Like, it's about Christmas. Like, this movie's a Christmas movie. But Die Hard's about a movie, a, a guy getting, a cop getting stuck. Is Gremlins a... a Christmas movie? No. I would oh. say that's also a movie that takes place <laughs> during Christmas, but isn't a Christmas movie. Only because Christmas isn't really... I mean, you do get that story from Phoebe Cates about how her dad yeah, played Santa so and died in the chimney. I know, and it started smelling bad. Oh. I don't know. That one's a little more gray. But Die Hard's more... Die, let's stay on the... Die Hard's more relevant, because Die Hard is actually about... This Fine. movie is heavily based on Die Hard, of course, which is genius. Pretty great. Um, and I don't know how long it took... But we started to realize, like, oh, okay, like, this is, it's you know, Santa has come to the house, and it's like, he's trapped in the house with the robbery, and this is like... I was half expecting him to crawl through an air vent, too, so... Oh, yeah, he doesn't, doesn't he? Mm -mm. Which, and, I mean, he really can't. He's too big of a dude. And he doesn't walk on the broken glass, but they do have the character, mm -hmm. one of the characters walk Well, on that's the, the little girl glass. doing... Wait, that was, was that the little girl that was doing that? No, wait! I forget. No, it was a little girl who was doing that because she she put down the uh, the tar that the uh, bat lady steps on, so she has to take off her boots. Mm -hmm. So she ends up barefoot. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, um, but the the walkie talkie even of course is like oh, die yeah. hard because that figures really largely into into the movie. But I don't know. Do you, what do you do? You think Die Hard is a Christmas movie or? Well, I always watch it around holidays. <laughs> um, see, my my side deals more with I'm fine with people labeling it as a Christmas movie because everyone was there at this event, uh, you know, during the whole heist or mm -hmm. you know the whole the the whole plot of the movie uh, because of the holidays. So it is central for that reason alone, and you know, the soundtrack is all Christmas stuff on That's top true, of it. Yeah. Maybe there was more Christmassy um, themed stuff in the movie. You might be right. I mean, because after a while, like, if you're not, if you're, the scenes with the bad guys aren't very Christmassy and the scenes with him in the air duct are not very Christmassy either. Although he does have the ho, ho, ho scene where That's he, right, yeah. I don't know, maybe, I don't know, maybe I'm being 
maybe I'm being converted. Maybe they there there are people on both sides. Of I know. It's, <laughs> I never. The thing is, I never thought of it as a Christmas movie uh, mm-hmm. until so people like, started bringing it up yeah. and making it a thing. Making a thing. Same thing out. with me, actually. And after a while, you're like, oh yeah, okay. Okay. And I, I will say, Grublins, I definitely think it's a Christmas mm, movie. That's more of a Christmas Because he, he wears the Santa hat. There are Christmas light kills. Yeah. I mean, they decorate the trees with humans. I mean, come yeah. on. I mean, what else do you want? <laughs> that's true. Oh, you yeah. got Carolyn on top of that, you know? <laughs> yeah, that is much more of a Christmas movie, for sure. But this is a literal <laughs> Christmas movie because you get actual Santa so that's I mean, true. you can't get more Christmas movie than that when mm-hmm. you have the real Santa Claus in your. That and all the scenes are take a lot of the scenes take place. Um, again, we've got the the main uh, living room, which is all decorated, decked out, and then you've got the manger scene, which is pretty great. Mm-hmm. You've got um, the upstairs uh, shenanigans with the little girl, which are all Christmas themed there as well. And I think, yeah, you know, the ornaments, the. And then they had the, the uh, of course, as we kind of mentioned, the Home Alone references, mm-hmm. which I feel like didn't really, Home Alone aspect of the movie didn't really kick in until like halfway in. Yeah, they just had to preface it and then wait for it. Mm-hmm. And then once we kind of, mm-hmm. the little girl kind of starts to take more of a main role and then she kind of does the, what's his name, Kevin McAllister thing which, where she does booby traps. I mean, I'm not going to, you know critique it too hard but i'm like you it's not that easy to set all those traps man i'm a grown-ass woman that couldn't do that <laughs> off of just watching a movie <laughs> and all the things that might be in within my vicinity <laughs> yeah she had basically just seen the movie so she was like oh i have all I these do crap ideas just from a single viewing of <laughs> holly's like holly's just like well have some thumbtacks yeah exactly <laughs> And then that that would be about it. (laughs) Throw a fucking tall boy in with a white cloth somebody's head. That would be like the only shenanigan I can think of. They did have the bowling balls. Yeah. Well, uh... (laughs) Which was really fucked up, Which they did, yeah, they did the thing where, uh, the what would actually happen if you did yeah. those traps? You would really, kill somebody. People would die. <laughs> yeah, it's it. It was reminiscent of uh, Better Watch Out Maybe we can do with that. the paint can scene. <laughs> it's a really good one. Oh, I don't think I've seen that. It's that, is it really- oh, yeah, it's, that, it's it, that one you should definitely watch because it also has an homage to Home Alone. <laughs> nice. <laughs> And it's it's pretty unconventional in in regards to like the overall uh, setup. Uh, but anyways, so as, as you guys mentioned, we have uh, you know we have our leader of the mercenaries, um, who goes by Mister Serugenus, of course, mm-hmm. to you know remain with the with the holiday uh, theme in all of this. And I I really liked when the family all get to the Gertrude's mansion because it's all about like nailing that first impression with the mom you know everyone's like trying to get in their spot you know you have the one family which consists of like you know the the daughter the the action movie star who's like just desperate to like get his big break so like his entire his entire existence in this movie is to gift basically like a like a storyboard or like concept <laughs> yeah, the opportunity. And I love everything. So make this movie. <laughs> that was great. She's going through the booklet or the presentation. She's just like, ugh. 
Uh, <laughs> just gives it back. Thanks. Yeah, it's just a movie pitch. <laughs> Merry Christmas. <laughs> yep, and of course the guy like tries to act like super tough, but like the the moment an opportunity arises for him to get the fuck out, he takes. Yeah, it. like he doesn't care about anyone else. <laughs> and that was pretty ballsy too. Like he jumped out of a window. <laughs> and he just took off running. And he said parkour when he oh, did That's like, I I feel like the, I, I think as everyone probably, you everyone's watched The Office, which is a oh, yeah. show. I don't know if they originated that, but that joke that episode, of yelling parkour. parkour when you do something like that. <laughs> but that was awesome that he did that and then just went straight out the window. Yeah, that's that's the way to do it. Um, so you also have uh, the 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 grandson uh, who is kind of like an influencer. You know, he's always just on his phone constantly talking to you know his YouTube channel. You know, it, it, he he's one of those like rich kids of Instagram. That's basically like his entire shtick in this movie. Uh, and the kid's just a douchebag, as as you would come to expect. Because, uh, you know, Silver Spoon fed, you know, his entire life because his family's rich, all that stuff. Um, but, you know, the primary family consists of the the parents who have been fighting, who are looking to divorce, and the little girl who just wants to have her family together for the holidays and for them to fall in love again. Uh, and, you know, all in all, like, I, I, I did find it funny that there's this constant tension uh, in regards to you know, constantly trying to do right by the mother. You know, everyone kind of has, like, this set expectation of them because they are part of this family. So they're constantly trying to, like, one-up one another in the way, like, to put themselves in a better position. Because at one point, like, you have uh, the mom, dad, and the little girl who were, like, you know, just, you know, chilling back, just acting normal. And then the other part of the family is, like, up front and center. Yeah. And then... They think, like, they're just trying to, like, mindfuck them and, like, play games with them. So then all of a sudden, th then they fall back. And then the mom walks in and is just like, what the fuck are you guys doing? Because <laughs> everyone's, like, so far away from them. She's, like, the powerful matriarch of the family. Yeah. Did they ever say what she did or what I her think she role was, was? She was involved with the government. And so she, she was had like a politician or something. Or... Yeah, or maybe, like, a um, just had a, a cabinet position very high up. And I guess mm -hmm. that the money that was in the safe was stolen money from... That was supposed to be like dark money, like flooding into like, like you know government. some sort of like Middle Eastern country that right to yeah. uh you know to sort of incite you know insurrection or some shit like that. But she kind of <laughs> controlled everything in the family and all the money because so all the money yeah. was always kissing her ass, trying to. I mean, if your mom money. had three hundred million dollars, let's not pretend. Mm -hmm. Let's not pretend. <laughs> <laughs> Although it was hilarious when shit was going down and her. Uh, um, her bodyguards like usher her away, but like kind of block the family from yeah, like yeah, they're just protecting her. <laughs> yeah, family. protect the ass. They're like, oh, that's fucked up. Just oh. A little cruel over here. And her crew. Oh, that's who the, the inside man was. Was the head of her was uh, her security person. Yeah. See, we got all thrown off because that was on purpose. The movie did that on purpose. Yeah, I think they did that on purpose. But I totally thought that the, the dad, son, yeah. the son was the inside person who helped with the robbery mm -hmm. but it was actually they dropped the that big old hint to yeah. make us think that but then as it turns out of course is that 
the dad was stealing the money for himself, unbeknownst to everybody. Mm-hmm. And then the inside man, yeah, was the head of her, her security team on the, the snowmobile guys. Wait, was it, you said the dad, yeah, the dad of the son. <laughs> we keep Slash, calling him the son yeah, of the dad. Like, it's the same the thing. There's only one dad and one son. I guess mm-hmm. the action figure guy. Well, we never, but we never see Beverly D'Angelo's husband or and the dad of the family. No, he's obviously gone from. But yeah, no, and he's the one who actually twist uh, was the yeah. who robbed it already, which is sort of weird because it's like they're there, sort of. I guess he was just there, and he was going to just sort of. But how did I mean? Do you really just tell people about the three hundred million you stole from the government? I just don't know if that's a thing with you, especially with your, even with your son, especially mm-hmm. since she clearly doesn't trust everybody. She's like, yeah, but it doesn't matter. Potato, potato, right? It's fine. <laughs> yeah. And I, I think one of the more unconventional things about this movie too, is uh, we have a little bit of lore for Santa oh, no, in his past life. Okay? Yeah. We got to wait. We got, we got to wait for, for John to come John back to so bathroom. we can, we can, we can talk about this. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I thought it was interesting uh, in regards to, like, Jason, a.k.a. the the dad, like, wanted to go into business for himself because, you know, as a member of this family, it's kind of just, like, the, the follow-up of money can solve all of your problems. And, you know, That's like, when, I, your problems. When, when, when you look at, like, okay, there's $300 million in the vault, one, <laughs> I, I could not for the life of me think, okay, well, how the hell did he pull this off? For one, right? <laughs> because it was it was only him. It was only him pulling off this operation. Uh, whereas the bad guys in the movie had at least like twenty people. men. It was a freaking like house party worth of people to like go rob this three hundred million dollars. My big thing about it too was like there were only like two or three big duffel bags. Is that really all it's mm. going to take to steal $300 million? I mean, like, even yeah. the highest denomination of bills, which would be like, oh, I don't see a lot of big bills. Let's say 500 bucks. <laughs> well, uh, considering how many, like, crates there were yeah. in the in the vault, it was very obvious that, like, that, that would not fit where they had it. Yeah, basically. so it's like, it just the, 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 the sacks, the <clears throat> bags of money didn't seem to equal the no, amount of money that they should be hauling around. No, definitely. At least it should have been like, where's the other, where's the rest of it? Like, maybe they should have done something like that, where, like, maybe the son stole, like, I don't know, $100 million, and mm-hmm. and then there was still $200 million, but obviously a big chunk of it was gone or some shit. Excuse yeah. me. Okay, so let's get into the lore now that John... Yeah, okay, so, so as I was alluding to, uh, this movie has... Some very unconventional things with Santa Claus, primarily about his, like, past life. Uh... Where there's this whole ordeal about Santa Claus being a Viking warrior, <laughs> Nicomon the Red, <laughs> and uh, you know he he wields a, a, a hammer, a giant hammer. Yeah, so we basically like have this Thor aspect of the character, and I'm just like, where the fuck did this come from? Yeah, I, I, we were kind of like, cause. I know there's obviously like the back, the real life backstory lore of Santa, where he was like apparently like a sort of a real person. Saint Nick, yeah, yeah. And I was kind of wondering while watching the movie, you know, is is there any kind of basis in what this movie's showing with the real? So I had to go look, 
And from what I can see, not really. Like, this is basically <laughs> new stuff. It's not even, it's, from what I can tell, it's not even, like, a distortion of his actual origin. It's Because okay. apparently in the real, in the actual lore of Santa, he was just kind of always a good person who was really into, like, giving people Give stuff. Them, yeah. and, and then he became a saint and then... But yeah, you get he's like a Viking in this one with with his uh, Celtic tattoos, and yeah, <laughs> the tattoos are really cool. <clears throat> but I have to admit the uh, the reveal of Skull Crusher, which was hilarious because you know like he sees the he sees the actual hammer like in the shed where he's being mm-hmm. pursued, and like it's such an average weapon, but they like shine little <laughs> don't they like shine light on it? Where you're uh, like. Ooh. Yeah. But it's yeah. just, it's hilarious when you're like, yeah, that could totally be in the shed. You know, mm-hmm. it's not like it's like an AK, you know, 47 yeah, right. randomly, like, you know, leaning against this, you know, the side of the this barnyard or whatever, this like shed. But uh, yeah, very like average weapon. And then I I really loved how, how good he was wielding it because, mm-hmm. you know, it adds to the whole like, you know, in the ha- in the right hands, you know, it's a, it's a great weapon. Yeah, they have a big fight scene at that point where he takes a bunch of people out. Yeah, that's Skull Crusher, man. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it just, it, it felt weird in the sense that, like, to me, it screamed, well, we need a reason outside of Christmas magic for, you know, Santa to be able to, like, overpower, like, yeah. this hit squad, yeah, you know essentially. Like, right. let's let's make him, like, this Viking badass that could, you know, deal deal with the bad guys in this case. You know, it worked, but, like, it was just, it was very different and not something I was expecting, kind of, like, going in. I, like, they, they easily could have pulled, like, some magic shenanery sure. uh, to, to be the reason behind it, but, yeah, it was just... Something that I wasn't expecting, but it was a pleasant surprise. And I, I'm really glad that, you know, they alluded to the hammer. He actually got to use yeah. it. And, uh, you know, it definitely did its damage over the course of this movie. You, yes, absolutely. I was, um, I thought they dealt with it very nicely. Like, he mentions a, a bunch of times that he's not exactly sure how the magic works. So he doesn't even know how protected he is either. So he's not sure if he can die or not. And I mean, he clearly can get wounded at some point. You know, he sews himself up. And isn't it like that That scene also kind of Christmassy? Like, what does he sew himself up with? I know he covers it with, like, gift wrapping paper. He uses, paper. like, a ribbon. He uses a ribbon. Or, like, and then he uses, like, gift wrapping paper. And I'm like, yeah. Mm. <laughs> Which is great. But uh, I, I, I was wondering, like, oh, so how much magic is he going to have? Like, can he just, like, I don't know, throw fireballs from his hands and kill people easily? Like, <laughs> well, I mean, we were, we, were, we were also, when we were watching it, we were like, I mean, he's pretty much immortal, though, right? Like, he's, is he unkillable, really? <laughs> well, who knows? He doesn't know. I mean, he just, and it's good that they did that in the movie because there has to be that danger. Yeah. But I kept thinking in the back of my head, like, he's immortal. You can't actually kill Santa Claus. He's this purely supernatural being. But then with the point. children, like, not believing anymore, you know? Yeah, true. He's kind of weakened. Because, yeah, now he's like the drunk, disillusioned Santa. Mm. So he's kind of weakened. Mm-hmm. Which is in the movie because he does kind of become more powerful and more mm-hmm. confident as he talks to the girl on the uh on the walkie-talkie. Mm-hmm. And he and he sees her he's like there's a point where he's going to run away during the you know second half of the movie but mm-hmm. then he sees the girl through the window and realizes he needs to stay and fight. Nice. 
And uh, oh, that reminded me of something. I have to come back to it because I can't. I just blanked on it. But something that reminded me um, with uh, the lore of Santa and mm-hmm. the Scorcher. But I don't have to kind of. <laughs> and like, okay, so. Uh... What happens to that weapon? He loses Skull Crusher when? He takes down all the people in that room. Mm-hmm. And then I don't know what happens at that point. I forget what happens at that point. Yeah, whatever. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he definitely comes back, takes... Well, then he, of course, must go after um, John Leguizamo, right? How does he get taken out? So, um... John Leguizamo is standing in front of a gigantic stump or a piece of rock or whatever. And so the guy's in like a, you know, the, the, the snowmobile. snowmobile. And John Leguizamo's like, come at me. And it's like an obvious trap. So it's like, why would you, damn Santa, you've been around long enough. Fuck. So, uh, and then John Leguizamo moves out of the way. He's, you know, crashes into that. And then they end up fighting in, in another random shed or a little house that's on the property. And then they burn that fucker to the ground. Mm. So... And John Leguizamo was on the bad list. Mm-hmm. And the, 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 well, all of them were. The what? All the bad guys. Well, yeah, totally. Which was cool that he had the bad list and the good list uh, mm-hmm. in the movie, which was na- a nice touch. Yeah, and there were there were two parts of that too, uh, with the Scrooge character in particular, because there's the point where. He's digging through Santa's sack and they're constantly pulling up present after present. Mm-hmm. And they're like, not, not sure how it works. You know, it's just like pulling something out of hammer space. You know, it's cartoon logic in this right. case. But, you know, with this, it's it's Christmas magic. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the one guy's just like, this doesn't make any sense, you know, because there's just more and more in there. Uh, and then uh, Scrooge actually finds Santa's naughty list. Uh, and then, you know, he just has that like moment of realization, like, oh, shit, like, this actually is Santa. Oh, that's right. Um, isn't he? Is, he's on the naughty list. What was the, his backstory? Where he hated um, Christmas? It like because... ruined his family or some shit. I can't remember what it was. Or do you yeah, remember? He... Not off the top. Yeah, of my I'm head. Like, but he had like the bad experience. Yeah, with he hated Santa Christmas and, and wanted to kill Santa. Christmas, yeah. Which was actually pretty funny too. That he he had an actual backstory that was like anti Christmas backstory. Yeah, I want to say it was something like with his family being poor and then like not actually celebrating the holiday. Yeah, that because he didn't get any gifts. Mm-hmm. Um, but but Santa does use magic against Scrooge in, in that fight because he basically uses the magic to drag him up the the chimney. Mm. Yeah, that was cool. We see earlier in the movie that he can teleport through the yeah. the um Christmas uh or I mean through the chimneys. Which is <laughs> that was good. hilarious because I was like, what just fucking happened? Because you know he goes they're fighting <laughs> and they're kinda holding on to each other. So he touches his nose and he goes up this chimney which was the last thing left of this tiny little house. And as they go as they teleport through the that's chimney right. that's how John Leguizamo gets like Yeah, or like he gets all he turns into a glob of man. Because he like, basically teleports him through the chimney, but he's not he's magical, not magic. so he just basically gets ripped And Joey was hilarious. I was like, what just happened? And Joey was like, uh, he didn't have the magic. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> and they kind of, it was good. You know, so many movies uh, don't kind of fall. It's like you want those kind of, we've talked about this in previous episodes, where you kind of want those traditional tropes. Yeah. 
And they do the thing where they set up showing that he can go through the chimney, and then he uses that to kill John Leguizamo in the end, which was great. I mean, if you're selling me fun, I want the tropes. If you're selling mm-hmm. me art, I don't want the tropes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. If you're like Stanley Kubrick, then you can do zero all tropes. The, yeah, you can break you can, all you that make the stuff. tropes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but if you're making like the Christmas horror movie, you want that. That's why uh, Killing Tree. Tree did yeah. not succeed was because they kind of ignored all that stuff, and they should have followed. Despite it. taking place in a, uh, a fancy, you know, English manor home, mm-hmm. which I'm crazy about. The coolest shit. They, even though this was in America, it was kind of a fancy manor home. Yeah, fancy mansion. Which I thought it was actually a hotel at first when they showed up. There's so many people walking around. Yeah, (laughs) I thought they were going to like a resort hotel. Yeah, me too. And then it was like, oh, this is their actual house and their servants. Holy shit! (laughs) Which the servants kind of disappear a little bit during the movie. They get killed. Oh, that's right. They get taken out kind of early, right? (laughs) Oh, that's yeah, right. They get because the <laughs> right. I realize that they're so not in them, the yeah. story, but they're all in there in the beginning. Yeah, I, I feel like I would have been able to tell apart the bad guys just because, like, they didn't look like any regular schmo. They all look like yeah, attractive the, movie stars. They look the extra evil guy. Yeah, that, who who was watching over the uh, family and was like. How he was gonna, he's like, time to kill uh, like a family member. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That guy was good. He was sort of Die Hard esque because they had, um, what's his name in Die Hard? They had like the kind of main, not Hans, who was like Hans, who was basically the John Leguizamo character, but they had one of the henchmen characters mm-hmm. in Die Hard who was like a main kind of henchman. Similar to the elf guy in the family room with the family. Yeah, that guy was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Evil fun, but fun. And then he brought the family together when they all got to beat the shit out of him. Mm-hmm. Together. As a family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what was he... Oh, he had them open presents. Too. That was, yeah, that was the really thing. <laughs> That's when the guys <laughs> proposed that she could fund his action what did, movie. What did her daughter give her? I can't remember. Is it a picture or something? Or yeah, it was a picture. A, a fam- like picture of the family. You're like, thanks, this is great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then of course the henchman is like, oh, she fucking hates it. <laughs> Just stirring the pot, and then of course after that, you know, we get the whole uh, Hollywood shtick. Oh, did they ever? Um... Oh, you. Were, I'm sorry, you're saying Hollywood shtick? What? Yeah. Well, I mean the to for the movie. Gotcha. Uh, and I was gonna say. Um... The son gets her something, and then the, she doesn't tell people what was in the letter. What was in the letter? Did they say? Yeah. What? It, okay, so it was basically implied that that was the son telling the, fuck off or um, the mom like that they're completely done with the family and they're going to do their own thing. Oh, okay. Because, of course, we find out that he had preemptively robbed Mm -hmm. the money and that they were going to basically disappear after that Christmas get together. Mm -hmm. That's right. Sticking it to Beverly. And yeah. And the, yeah. So, so basically like just take it as like Jason's tired of living underneath, you know, the Gertrude thumb. So, you know, they're getting the fuck out of Dodge and doing things, you know, on their terms, Mm -hmm. which in terms of the movie and, uh, and um, everything is like a fun, like cool idea. 
But they were, that family was so wholesome that it's a little unbelievable that he would have stolen all that money from Because that her. means he's kind of a dick deep down inside. Yeah. yeah. I feel like they would have, that they would have actually been like, we're just going to separate from the family what? now, but not steal the money, but just be like, we're going on our own. If we like dig a little deeper though, then you can think about how you can't be raised in that house and not come out a little bit of a dick. Yeah. And like, and then <laughs> him, his wife and his daughter are the, are the people that are his anchor in making him a better person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, true. And he does kind of get redeemed in the end, right? Because mm-hmm. they kind of all yes. end up uh, happy. So yeah, no, that's cool. But they do end up getting the money, right? I don't think there's anything that says they don't end they up with burned, They burned it. Well, they don't burn all the money because, again, like the money just keeps getting smaller and smaller. So when we're looking at the in the manger scene... <laughs> oh, that's right, because it's hidden in the manger. Yeah, it looks like maybe two to three duffel bags. Mm-hmm. And then later, once they're trying to get Santa to come back to life, they burn a duffel bag of money to try to keep him warm, I think? Or may, but I guess it ends up proving yeah. yeah I guess but it, but it ends up proving that they would rather give him the chance to survive than yeah. keep the money and so that means they believe it's in not him. all about the uh, mm-hmm. a sign of a, a good you know what do you call it just a good deed basically that um, goodwill because uh, well yeah and it's not all about the um, money Lebowski but well, and but I was trying to be specific because remember in the beginning of the movie we were talking about how. He's disillusioned. Oh, that commercial! It's become too commercial and mm. too much about the presence and the and the monetary aspect. So there might be two other duffel bags of like money, like two hundred million dollars out yeah. there. If we're dividing things equally amongst duffel bags, I, I, there probably would have been like at least twenty other duffel right? bags That's <laughs> with that amount of money. <laughs> it would have been. I keep thinking of um, that scene in uh, the Batman Dark Knight movie when the Joker has the giant pile of money that's like mm-hmm. he slides. It would have been like that, <laughs> like stack of money, <laughs> basically. Yeah, for sure. And their their whole money the reason for like burning the money was because Santa basically says like you know he's getting cold, so he was dying mm-hmm. in in that moment. I, was like, um, I, I will say too, like next to you, just push him over there. <laughs> That's that was further away. Yeah, you know, the money was right there. Um, I, I did appreciate the fact that you know, in regards to the infight in between the parents, um, when the little girl basically asked Santa to like, "Well, can you do this for me to like bring the family back together?" He basically tells her, you know, like that's that's not how this works. It's out of its control. You know, it has to be under record, basically. Um, but, you know, in the backstory, he basically tells her, like, you know, him and Mrs. Claus have been together for, like, 1,100 years, and, uh, you know, like, it's, marriage isn't an easy thing, and I'm really glad, like, he was driving that point home, uh, because, like, when that moment does happen, when the family is brought back together, it's just that much more impactful at the time. Yeah, and then I was gonna say, too, that, uh, um, I... I guess from watching all the horror movies, you're very ready to sit, see people die. <laughs> so <laughs> I wasn't going to be too heartbroken if the the sister and the annoying teenage boy passed. <laughs> but then at the end of the movie where like the whole family comes together, I was like, oh, 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 sure. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I thought you were going to kill everybody that wasn't these three people. <laughs> yeah, pretty much everyone else lives, right? Only the... Uh, the the uh, the action guy yeah just the action 
the husband. And, the and I felt a little bad that he died because he was trying to do a good thing. He's like, I'm so glad you guys are here. Set for five. And then he gets shot. Yeah. But yeah, he's really the only one who dies. Or the only kind of good character. The, yeah, semi-main character as opposed to like the, the staff. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, the staff get wiped out. Entirely. That's rough. They were yeah, initially from the inside job and just having that go signal mm-hmm. when they just murder everyone straight up. But then, you know, Santa takes care of the yeah. rest. Yeah. Which is very diehard how they kind of take over the house and go through. And that's the kind of the same exact thing that happens. And he's upstairs in a fancy chair, like drinking mm-hmm. whiskey or something. Or... Yeah. It's like Die Hard, where he uh, is just in his own little room area hanging out. Yeah, this movie is, like, I imagine, uh, you know, in Hollywood, they talk about the elevator pitch, mm-hmm. which is, a if you've ever heard that idea, it's yeah. where you're in a, you're trying to pitch your movie. In and two you're minutes in the, or a minute, yeah. yeah. To a an minute, executive yeah. to get him to make it. That this was basically Die I know Hard how that went too. Santa Claus. This is how it went. Do you think Die Hard is a Christmas movie? <laughs> what if Die Hard was a Christmas movie? <laughs> <laughs> Die Hard with Santa Claus. <laughs> yeah. But it's genius of the idea of uh, that Santa Claus is going around delivering mm-hmm. presents and then happens to be delivering presents at a house where a big crime is uh, taking place mm-hmm. a big heist with all these criminals and then gets trapped in the house and has to find his way out just like that I heard is is a genius idea that's like Throwing one the of genius those ideas around, where yeah. it's like how did nobody think of that before you know and then the dude from the stranger things mm-hmm. which yeah he's yeah. the best actor for the role I don't I can't think of any other actor that would be better John Goodman no he's too old he's too old at this point but he would have been Although he was in... yep. we uh, we also can't forget the the simple fact that the reindeer in this movie mm. abandoned Santa but Claus they went back home and at got the mansion. Magic bag, which is like they're yeah, like, so... okay, we're gonna go get another bag. Mm-hmm. That was kind of I don't know. They were kind of trained, I guess. The, that was definitely a plot thing for the movie where it was mm-hmm. like they just took off for like no reason but then they, they were shot at explain it well they were they were on the roof and yeah it was the machine guns or, yeah the machine guns scared mm-hmm. them away and so i guess the idea is they went not only to get the other bag but they got his real hammer skull crusher they brought that with them too. oh that's right and so i guess maybe th- because there was danger they figured they Let's should go get, get help weapon. <laughs> and instead of help they just brought the bag of gifts and a skull crusher it would have been cute if they were just kind of like around the area, like just waiting to see. <laughs> I was hoping also that they would show, uh, you know, um, Rudolph. Because since they kind of oh, yeah. went all the way with the Christmas and Santa, that they would have an actual Rudolph with red I feel like, you know, bit somebody's throat out, mm. tore somebody's throat out with his teeth. But yeah, the reindeer were good. And, and yeah, they showed back up. Could stomp people. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I just love the fact that when they do come back, Santa basically just starts kicking snow at them. <laughs> He's pissed off that they left him there. Yep. Which they did leave him for a long time. I mean, I mean, really, they have the tr- ability to travel pretty much at light speed. Really. And so they should have been able to just go the, to the North Pole and back in a few they minutes. They probably went and they drank a little water. They had a little mm. food. They took a little nap. They then they came back. <laughs> yeah. 
And then Mrs. Claus was like, what the fuck are you guys doing here? Fuck out there. <laughs> but that is really like the main sort of issue is how do you trap Santa there without his reindeer? And they, they had to, that is a, a that kind of a happen. plot point where mm-hmm. you have to figure out how to get rid of his reindeer. Because, <coughs> yeah, that's the thing is like, you know, they did the lore with his background, but they intentionally and and, and smartly kept the lore about what his powers were, his active powers. Because really, like, when you think about it, Santa's actually a pretty powerful character, like, what he can actually do. And the fact that he is essentially immortal, so it's like, he. there is that element where they had to have him be in danger. But I swear, the whole, I definitely felt like, well, he is the real Santa, so you can't kill the real Santa Claus. You know, but, Santa Claus is uh, the first time that I started doubting religion was when somebody was like, well, you know, Santa Claus isn't real. And I was like, Santa Claus is real. And then, like, finally, people were like, no, no, Santa Claus isn't real. I'm like, well, what about Jesus? He does all the same shit. And people were like, no, 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 he's real. I'm like, what? I, what? That makes no sense. <laughs> They got a little Hard deep. Truths. Let's move past that. Hard truths. <laughs> uh. Let's uh let let's talk about the whole Malone scene mm. in this movie yeah. <laughs> for, for one. Um so so at one point the little girl uh runs off into the attic of this mansion uh to you know hide from all of the bad guys as uh, you know they are taken hostages. And, uh, you know, she makes it a point since she had recently just watched Home Alone to booby trap the house. Uh, and in doing so, she puts uh, basically a nail in the, uh, the, the staircase leading up to the attic. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, initially that's all we see. So, you know, the bad guy, you know, sees this. It's very obvious. It's out in the middle of the open. <laughs> Right, the, just dead set. But that's just like Home Alone, he, he, too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it just looks up and he's like, uh, you know, if you're going to booby trap the house, you should probably try to keep things hidden. So thinking he's in the clear, you know, he you know starts to climb up. He gets to the the run above uh, where the trap is, and of course it gives out, and he just drops straight down, and the nail protrudes through his like, yeah. <laughs> the bottom of his mouth, which is fantastic. So it was just stuck there. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, we get some bowling balls coming into play, which, one, who the fuck is that many bowling balls? That's in the so attic? many bowling balls. Wasn't it like 20? That's insane. <laughs> it, was, it was quite a few. I mean, I have one. <laughs> I have zero. I think and they, I like they're, bowling. There they're, may be two, maybe three at, at, at most in the garage here. <laughs> But twenty, absolutely not. Um, but you know, I, I was glad to see that come into play. And that we also have uh, the the sticky floor, mm-hmm. <laughs> how that that comes into play as well. But I just thought I, I I'm so glad that was there because like she made it such a point to to talk about and reference yeah. Home Alone really early on in the movie. So to see it like come full circle and to see some nods to Home Alone definitely was a uh, a big positive yeah. in my mind because when I when I think of Christmas movies, obviously Home Alone is one of like the staple ones, mm-hmm. um, and the movie we'll talk about mm-hmm. next week also deals a lot with uh, 
Christmas movies in general in regards to, you know, what Bob Clark movie is right for the holidays. Sounds good. Nice. Oh, yeah. So, wait, that wasn't a question, right? Okay, good. <laughs> I was going to say, uh, the Home Alone, at the very beginning of the movie where she talks about how she just saw Home Alone, she was super cute about it, too. Like, she does the scream, and it's annoying as shit. And her, and her dad is like, oh, God. And then we have to deal with this. But she was so excited about it. It was, like, super cute. Mm. So, yeah, she was a she was a really likable uh, character. Because usually, like, the little kids in movies tend to be, like, obstacles or drawbacks rather than, like, helpful. And she was mm-hmm. always helpful and smart and funny and, yeah, super cute. Yeah, they didn't really make her the annoying, like, damsel in distress. Oh, so annoying. You're like, God damn it, kid. Just sit still. That was good that they went that route. Definitely. But it was a surprise because, like, uh, they didn't do any kind of Home Alone stuff for the first half of the movie uh, until the end. So it was kind of a surprise, even though they had mentioned it right in the very beginning. Mm -hmm. But I kind of thought at first they were just mentioning it to sort of mention Christmas movies, you know. And they kind of, like, eased into it, too. Uh, Like, when she starts doing shenanigans, it starts off with her sprinkling, um, I guess it's either plastic or styrofoam that looks like snow Mm -hmm. into the air vents in order to distract the bad guys from hurting Santa Claus. Mm -hmm. And then everybody kind of, like, stops and like, what is this? They think it's actual Christmas magic. And so slowly, and then, so she she does one thing, and then she's looking through boxes, so you're like, okay. So it kind of works up to her having... Mm -hmm. You know, several traps set out. Yeah, yeah. And really the only one that was, uh, well, not the only one, but the ones that I think would be difficult for anybody to set up correctly would be the staircase, like cracking where, you know, very specifically in a certain place. And then, of course, all the shit with the bowling balls. That's like too much. But it was still really fun. No Mm. notes. I I did give notes. Never mind. I take that back. (laughs) Some notes. Yeah, no, it was good overall. Definitely. Oh. A good, a legitimately good movie. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed it. Yeah the the other thing that I I had a good chuckle at was um with the influencer's son, um who was from like Alpha's like first marriage. Uh, not not the the action kid's son in this mm-hmm. case. Um, the son was named after the mom. Oh, that's right. Because his name is Bertrude. <laughs> But he goes, I mean, it's Bert for short, but just the fact that, like, the daughter is such a fucking, like, suck-up that <laughs> yeah. she named her son after her mom. Yeah. <laughs> Figured out. Just the, just the brown nose even further, because, like, she's basically, like, trying to take over the company, mm-hmm. essentially. Uh, I, I thought it was just a hilarious touch, and it was definitely something that could have been easily overlooked in this. Yeah. But I'm, I'm glad, like, they actually brought it up yeah, in this definitely. case. It was a good joke. Hey, what are we feeling? Are we feeling like we've we've talked ourselves out of uh, everything about Violent Night? It was neat. I liked it a lot. I I think so. Definitely a very fun holiday popcorn movie. Mm -hmm. Plenty of action. Great kills. Mm -hmm. Definitely go see it if you haven't already. Uh, I know, like the turnover for like movies in theaters and in digital has been really quick Mm -hmm. this year. Um, so, you know, shouldn't be too long before this hits on demand, uh, hopefully soon, because, like, I know, like, uh, Bones and All is coming out on, like, digital next week. 
but which is crazy because it literally just came out and this is pretty close to being a family movie i mean mm-hmm. there's a lot of killing <laughs> but there's, not there's no sex so also, it's not like it's not an ex- it's only violent in certain parts like when right. he takes down all the people with his hammer in that one main fight Mm -hmm. is where most of the violence in the movie is. A lot of it is just kind of more comedy and acting. And And even the scenes where the little girl uh, has the shenanigans and the one dude dies, it's not even direct. They made it, they made sure it wasn't directly her fault. Mm -hmm. So the the dude dies because he's holding up a nail up to his fucking eyeball. (laughs) And then a bowling ball comes through and hits it into his head. But the bowling ball, if I remember correctly, was directed that way by the the female assassin. Like, somehow she, like, diverted it or something. I I seem to remember that she somehow had a hand in Mm -hmm. sending it going that way. Not on purpose to kill the guy, but... Yeah, there was, like, there was, like, a string attachment to the the ramp that, like, like, unhooked something and then the bowling ball started. No, no, well, all right. But, uh... Yeah, aside from, you know, those kill scenes, you know, it's probably something you could put on and watch with the family, I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't have a, I don't have kids. Oh, one, <laughs> one thing I wanted to say, too, is that uh, it's awesome now that this year it's okay, it's suddenly become okay to make Christmas horror movies. Because Christmas was always weirdly off limits for horror movies for a long time. I feel like it's, I mean, there's Krampus. Krampus was good. Mm -hmm. But when, like, Silent Night, Deadly Night came out, that was a huge controversy. And it was like, oh, you can't have a horror movie. How dare you? Where Santa kills people. Like, that's, oh, you can't do that. Now, all of a sudden, though, well, I mean, there's not a lot of, Christmas horror movies, but then this year suddenly there's just a whole ton of them coming out. Yeah, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. Although this movie doesn't obviously doesn't make Santa the villain; he's the hero. So this is kind of more acceptable because he's not really killing people, True. bad people, or good people. I mean, it's not like yeah, it's a naughty list. It's not naughty list. Got a little intense, intense though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, well, more more names were added as uh, more villains appeared, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> which I thought was a great touch when the Kill Squad and, re- uh, reveals themselves to be on the inside. Yeah, and when uh, the little girl was gonna say we're gonna kick his ass, and then he said anus. anus. That's hilarious. That was and really cute. He said, well, "Let's keep you on the good list." Yes, <laughs> that was really funny. Can I say anus? He's like, I guess technically. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, she's just throwing it around. <laughs> Come on, that's fine but yeah definitely a legitimately good movie yeah and there's like plenty of uh plenty plenty of quality all around in terms of writing acting uh mm-hmm. action sequences um special effects everything was top notch it had it was also like one of those movies where it was good enough that it attracted all of these like sort of no, no, actors, legit yeah. actors who are not necessarily like David Harbour was and Beverly D'Angelo and, the top, and John, and John Lovisamo were the all big ones, actors. Yeah. But everybody else was like mm-hmm. a actor you've seen in other like, big you know movies. That but they're yeah, but they're kinda like the side character. But all good actors too. Like mm-hmm. I thought everybody was did really well. But yeah, everyone mm-hmm. in the movie was kind of a legit actor. Mm-hmm. There was no uh 
you know, bad acting or bad actors in the movie, really. Agreed. Mm. Absolutely. So go hunt this one down in theaters. Uh, if you don't have any plans for the holidays, I highly recommend going to go see this one. Kind of, kind of weird this year not having like a ton of releases Christmas week. Because yeah. hmm. it's uh, primarily just like Babylon. I think everybody's just kind of like giving that thing a wide berth. <laughs> Which one? Uh, the new Avatar. Oh, the new Avatar. Yeah, uh, the way yeah, of water. Figure that out. Yeah, that's that's this week. Uh, is that in three? It's in three D. I kind of want to go see it. It's it's in all the premium formats. Yeah, because James Cameron needs it to make two. Bucks. Yeah, it's got to make <gasps> really insane amounts of money. Oh shit, that's insane. Yep. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see what happens with this movie. That's like two top Kardashians. That's nuts. Yeah, I know. It's also three hours and fourteen. Oh my minutes. god! What the fuck? Is yes. there, like, an intermission? Like, that makes no fucking sense. Definitely one of those places where you can eat and drink while you're there. Yeah, like the couch. Like, like a, or, like, the ones where they serve you dinner and, like... Yeah. Although, can you imagine your bill after, like, being there for three and a half hours? Shit. That's crazy. Yeah, no. Avatar, I'm sure everyone... It's, like, such a weird, interesting movie where... I don't know, man. Like, it, three hours. I know. Well, I just mean, like... Avatar, the first one, is mm -hmm. weird because it was hugely successful. Right. But it had, like, zero cultural impact. Like, no, but some people are into it, but it's not like Star Wars where it has this huge following. Oh, following, you know? yeah. It didn't, yeah. It didn't generate its own yeah. cult following, yeah. It's, it's one of those things where you look at the technology and, like, the visuals, and, like, that's enough for it to stand mm -hmm. out. But everything else, like, the story Bleh. was absolutely atrocious. Yeah. And that's, like, my my biggest concern going into the sequel. And the other part of me doesn't want to go support it. I mean, I'm going to see it, but I, I, I'm biding my ton because I know if I go support this movie, that just... Further solidifies the fact that I'm never going to get the fucking Abyss on Blu-ray. God! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know, yeah. I, I'll, the thing is, too, is if you see it, you kind of want to see it in 3D. Yeah. Because that's, I feel like that's the main attraction, is that <clears throat> it, yeah. it's the best 3D experience for any movie. I've always been so disappointed by 3D movies. It's so mm -hmm. sad. I remember the first time I saw one, the preview for the movie... No, the not it wasn't a preview for the movie, but it was a little short to say, "Hey, this is in 3D," and so I, it was completely unrelated to the movie. And I don't think it was made by the movie makers, mm -hmm. but it was one where like a little pumpkin came out into like the audience, and it was so cool that I even like I, I swiped at it a little bit. I was like, because <laughs> that's how realistic it looked, and uh, I was super excited. And then the movie came on, and nothing like it, like no, at all, not yeah, even it close. Good, yeah. mm -hmm. It was really shitty. Broke my heart. Santa's not real. You know what? This, when uh, Martin Scorsese got a lot of shit because he said that modern superhero movies, like the Marvel movies, oh, yeah. are more like, um, are more like theme park attractions right. than movies. I think that describes Avatar the best, where yeah. seeing Avatar in the theater in 3D is like going to the Star now. Tours ride, or well, on that note, John, uh, Avatar is also kind of part of a theme park because 
there is Pandora at Disney World. Yeah, yeah, right. Which, like, I, I went to check. It's part of like Animal Kingdom. Like, it is fantastic. Like the the world building of Avatar, mm-hmm. uh, also at Disney. Um, but you know, you care more about that than you do everything else about the movie. But that's besides the point. But anyways, so as I mentioned earlier, next week we're continuing. You know, our festive. Uh, horror movies with Christmas Bloody Christmas, which is streaming now on Shudder, uh, which is from the director of VFW and Bliss, which are both fantastic movies in their own right. Uh, so if you like Christmas Bloody Christmas, I highly recommend you guys go check out his other features, uh, which should also still be on Shudder uh, at this point in time. Uh, but yeah. That will basically do it for us here tonight on The Handle with Scare. Thank you so much for tuning in, and uh, we'll see you guys back next week for Christmas Bloody Christmas.